because it's built up in this in your your mind that it's this impossible thing and you're used to saying i can't i don't i won't i shouldn't so i think it's action find somebody who can help you take a new action and you'll get a new result and then the story you tell yourself will therefore be a little bit different i think self-worth is built by keeping the promises you make to yourselves and taking care of yourself and saying no to the wrong persons, places, things, and ideas. And I think self-belief really comes to setting small goals and then proving you can achieve them eventually, keyword, and then upping the ante. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. What uh, we often use language like I can't or I won't be able to. How are we able to change our language around those statements to improve our self belief, self worth, and identity? Mm. It's, a, it's a challenge. I, through action. I think through action. When you say I can't, I'm not capable of, I'm not good enough, you're basing that on the proof that you have. I do believe that one of the best things that ever happened to me was Alan made me do things I wasn't comfortable doing, or at least introduced. Alan opened the door. Disclaimer, <laughs> I didn't make you do it. But Alan yeah, opened the door. You. Alan yeah. opened the door. I opened the door and for sure. And I was like, yo, you a, should seriously. A gentle pat on the butt and said, go do that. Yeah. You should do that. Because <laughs> I never, I don't think I ever would have taken those, I don't, I don't think I would have taken those actions if I didn't have somebody there with me. And then it became either I I'm not currently able to do this yet or wow, I actually can speak. I'm actually way better than I thought I was. I, I'm telling you, action is the cure-all. You need action mm -hmm. to get proof. And many of us wait way too long when if we just did it in the first place, I can't tell you how many podcasters have come to me and said, I'm not, I can't do a podcast. Nobody will listen to me. And I say, you could be the best person in the world and nobody's going to listen to you in the beginning. So that's actually a good thing. Like, just go start. You're fine. They start their podcast and they say, wow, that went way better than I expected. I know. Because it's built up in this, in your, your mind that it's this impossible thing. And you're used to saying, I can't, I don't, I won't, I shouldn't. So I think it's action. Find somebody who can help you take a new action and you'll get a new result. And then the story you tell yourself will therefore be a little bit different. Uh, in a large way, Kevin and I, when we both at 26 years old had a traumatic, he had su suicidal ideation and I had a bad car accident. I think that the fear of not taking action became greater than the fear of taking action. And what I mean by that is that when you're 26 years old and, and we often talk about how we had our midlife crisis early. Um, you, you, the pendulum flips. So you're no longer afraid of people judging you in the face of death. Steve Jobs talks about this. In the face of death, it all washes away. Fear of judgment. You know what the fear is? The fear is regret. The fear of regret became bigger than the fear of judgment 
and all of that. And I think that if you're struggling and saying, I can't, to get back to the original question, I can't or, or I'm not the type of person or whatever it is, you kind of have to go into the future and like realize that you're going to regret. You're not going to regret, you've heard this before, you're not going to regret the stuff you tried and screwed up. You're going to regret the stuff you never tried, period. And I know that from experience. You are going to regret the stuff you never tried. And, and not achieving your dreams has got to be more scary than the actions necessary to achieve them. It has to be. And I don't know if there's a way around that. What's the difference between having high self-belief and high self-worth? Go ahead, Jeff. You've been waiting your whole life for this one. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, I, I, I did explain this at top, but we'll give it one more shot. So I think that self-worth is... Um, we'll start with self-belief. Self-belief is I can do this. I can build the castle. It is possible. It is possible for me and it will be worth it. I've got this. It's a future-oriented belief in the moment of what you are capable of long-term. I can't do the splits right now, but if I really wanted to in two, three, five years, I could do the splits. That's self-belief. Self-worth is different. Self-worth is... Self-belief is I can build the castle. Self-worth is I'm going to not take care of the castle because I'm not worthy of being and living in a castle. And I think that self-worth is, low self-worth is, high self-belief, I'm going to build the castle. Low self-worth is I'm going to invite people over and allow them to disrespect me. Allow them to not take care of it allow them to not value me or or it. I'll share this. Uh growing up, we had a beautiful home on a on a um pond/lake. Slash lake. And while my childhood was very challenging in many regards, uh when I was really really young from from 3 years old to 14, I had a stepfather who made a lot of money and he built this home on on this lake. And when my stepfather left when I was 14, my sister was older than I was and my mom and my sister um, would host these parties and my sister had a lot of older friends. And I remember I kind of followed in my, my sister's footsteps. So I was a freshman in high school when she was a senior. And when she graduated, when I became a junior and a senior, I started hosting these parties just like my sister did. And they were big, big bonfires. They had this big yard and they were a lot of fun. Uh... But I remember, I remember a lot of people were really disrespectful to the home, especially the people who really started to um, get used to those parties and, and start to feel entitled to them. And I, I now understand in hindsight that I, was, I definitely was very disrespected. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect either, so I'm sure I was disrespectful at times. But in hindsight, I mean, it's very clear. I have all these memories and it's like, wow, like that person really didn't treat my home with respect. Uh, you know, throwing beer cans in the lawn like they don't care and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, the bathrooms that are off limits and upstairs being off limits and you're supposed to stay outside and not come into the home, the upper part of the home. Like they all just ignored the rules and I allowed that and that's on me. I tolerated it. And so so to answer the question, it's that's self-worth. Low self-worth is 
you you're allowed you tolerate disrespect you you don't think you deserve much you you kind of allow people to walk all over you self-belief is i can build it i can make it happen i can do it i got this let's go and i've always had no problem with that one um but the other one definitely just absolutely brutal and i still am challenged to this day with that i think it's uh high self-belief is i am or i would say belief in general i am capable of blank I think self-worth is I deserve or I don't deserve blank. I really think that's probably it at the deepest level is I believe this rocket can get me to the moon. If I build a rocket, it can get me to the moon. The self-worth part of it is what kind of care does that rocket deserve? Does it deserve to get washed every week? Does it deserve to get the best fuel possible? Does it deserve to be in the garage? Does it deserve you know, all of that stuff? I think that's the biggest difference. It's what you expect versus what you believe you can accomplish. I think those are the the differences between self-worth and self-belief. And again, it's a very challenging thing to talk about because mm-hmm. it is very like, it's very close, but They're one so is- so connected. I think yeah. one is internal. What, what am I internally as a human being? So I am a good person who deserves good things. That's high self-worth. I'm a bad person who deserves bad things. That's low self-worth. Belief is I am a competent person who can accomplish anything I set my mind out to. That's high self-belief. I cannot accomplish anything I want. That's low self-belief. So I think that's probably the the difference between the two. It's a hard one. Strong work. Thanks, man. Do you identify self-worth as a level or destination along the journey or as a foundational stone from which we launch from? Damn. Both simultaneously. Uh, I think they feed each other. I'll give two scenarios. Imagine someone who doesn't believe they deserve much and they have a terrible childhood where they're mistreated and disrespected. They also maybe have parents who don't believe in them and, and don't believe, um, don't, don't share with them that they can achieve if they want to. That's the victim. They have low self-belief and low self-worth, so they don't try much. And even when they do try, maybe they they don't feel worthy of the success, so they don't give themselves credit, so they still keep low self-esteem and low self-belief. That's called being stuck. That's called tolerating whatever is given to you. Bonnie here. I just wanted to share my experience with group coaching and some of the things that I got out of it. So going into group coaching, I was not tracking any habits at all. And I had sort of jumped on board habit tracking here and there, knowing it was a good idea, but not sort of ever succeeding with it. And so now some of them have become habits. I'm happy to say I wake up, I have a glass of water without even thinking about it anymore. So now I think it's probably time to gear up and like increase my water intake or change the water one a little bit, something like that. And so I highly encourage people to jump into group coaching. There's so much information that you will get out of it. I recommend bringing a notebook to all of the sessions and taking lots of notes, asking lots of questions and um, rewatching the videos because it is the, the video coaching part is just packed with information. I also really recommend that you check in with your accountability buddy and sort of lift each other up throughout the experience because there's lots of momentum, it's really exciting, and then it gets hard. And so stick with it and um, carry on and your life will be better for it. Okay, take care. 
Uh, the other scenario is someone who was supported and told you can achieve anything you set your mind to. I was definitely told I can achieve anything I set my mind to. And life is about choices. Aim high. You know, aim high, you'll have choices. And so you, you're like, okay, I got this. And you try and, and eventually you prove to yourself you're capable. That's one thing I will share with everyone here. If you want to build self-belief, I know how to do it. The self-worth thing I'm still working on. But if you want to build self-belief, start stating and proving. Start saying, I'm going to do this thing and then prove to yourself no matter what that it's going to happen. And I'll give you a very small example. On the basketball court, I've been slowly upping the ante on how many shots I want to get in in a row before I leave the court. Right now, my next is going to be six in a row. And even as a kid, I remember I used to stay out under the floodlight for hours. One time I was out there till like 1 or 2 a.m. Because I said I can't leave this court until I prove to myself I can get 10 shots in a row in. And 10 shots in a row is actually really difficult. And they're not easy shots either. These are jumpers and three-pointers and foul shots. And I couldn't leave the court until I proved to myself. This has nothing to do with anyone else. No one's even watching, right? It's 2 a.m. I have to prove to myself that I'm capable of it. And when you start living that way and proving what you're capable of every single day, you start to build this, this trust with yourself. You just know that you can do stuff. Um, when it comes to the self-worth piece, I think it really has to do with how you, let, how you allow others to treat you and how you take care of yourself. I think self-care is a really good indicator of high self-worth. You know, um, cutting your fingernails and toenails, make sure you're bathing, taking care of your teeth, you know, taking care of your health, going to the gym, doing yoga, taking time for you. I think that's a really good indicator of high self-worth. And I think most people have one or the other. Very few people have both. I think most people might actually have low self-belief and low self-worth. I think the most common is low in both. I think next is high self-belief, low self-worth. I think it's very, very rare to find someone with very high in both. But remember, it's a journey. You never actually get there, but you do build them both over time. And um, I think self-worth is built by keeping the promises you make to yourselves and taking care of yourself and saying no to the wrong person's places, things, and ideas. And I think self-belief really comes to setting small goals and then proving you can achieve them eventually, keyword, and then upping the ante. The, your neighbors must have been thrilled by your 2 a.m. performance. You're out there basket, uh, dribbling the basketball, <laughs> swearing at yourself to make the 10th shot. Yeah. I know you didn't really have any neighbors, but for the sake of the for the joke, it works. So I would say it's, yeah, to Alan's point, it's both. I should have stole that one before Alan went because I knew he was going to say both and that Jeff's me. But I think <laughs> anything you start, like any any place you start is a foundation. So your foundation is your level when you start. And I think the destination, the goal is for you to get to the highest level you can. I don't know that there is, what is it called, Alan, when you don't, hold on, hold on, asymptote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. when there's strong work. There's no top. Right. Yeah. You never get to, you never fully get there, but you always keep trying. Yeah. yeah. Keep getting closer and closer. Math. Yeah. I know math. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I think the goal is for you just to continue leveling that up because as you level that up, you feel better with what you're doing and then you can take a new challenge on and then you'll feel better at what you're doing and rinse and repeat. I know that my self-worth is definitely the highest it's ever been, but I'll also tell you that I'm the most challenged I've ever been to keep that level of self-worth with all the failures we have going on at NLU. That's, <laughs> that's kind of par for the course. So in a weird way, I never would have got here if I didn't get my level of self-worth to this point. And I will not be able to stay here if I do not continue to elevate or I will not 
be able to stay here and continue if my level of self-worth is not. Okay, lightning round. Alan, lightning round. Lightning round. Hot route. Hot route. Does my level of self-worth correlate to my level of current or future fulfillment? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Alan. Okay. In case I need to wrap uh, it up. Thank you, brother. Yeah. So I would say that you cannot be fulfilled at a level 10, which you never really get to 10. Again, infinite asymptote. game here. So asymptote. Yeah, asymptote. Thank you, Kev. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. For your mathematical terminology. Yes. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I taught Alan a few things in my day. <laughs> yeah, you kidding. definitely I'm have. And asymptote is not one of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, I believe fulfillment is the soul's recognition of alignment with your highest calling. And I think it's different for each of us. But I think the principles are the same. And I don't think that you can achieve your your greatest potential or your greatest level of contribution, which I think is all of our calling, uh, without high self-belief and high self-worth. So the destiny we all share, I think, is this pursuit of growth and contribution in our own unique strengths. And high self-belief and high self-worth are required to be building in order to actually achieve those things. Oprah Winfrey talks about this. She says, I never used to say this, but I do now. She says, I love myself. And she's like, the reason I never used to say that is because I thought I was full of it when I said that. And I don't want to be full of it. I don't want to be arrogant. And she's like, well, then I started to realize how naive it is to not love myself. Because you cannot give away that which you do not have. And so if you don't love yourself, it's going to be very hard to love others. If you're not in alignment with your dreams, it's going to be very hard for you to love on other people who are in alignment with their dreams. It's going to be very hard for you to pour belief into people when you don't have belief. It's going to be very hard for you to donate to charity when you don't have wealth. And so you have to, I think that's what life is. I think, I know, lightning round, okay, okay, I'm done. High self-belief and high self-worth are necessary, uh, necessary components for you to be fulfilled, yes. Hot route. Hot route. I would say you can be fulfilled for short periods of time, but it will not be in the long run. You'll have pieces of fulfillment where you say, wow, I'm really fulfilled, but then you'll start questioning yourself. And I think that's, you need a high level of self-worth to get a high level of fulfillment. Just like I think, um, I would say belief too, but self-worth because you're always going to be second guessing yourself you're going to be questioning yourself if you don't believe in the vessel it's going to be very very hard for you to get to the destination that is the last thing i would say next level nation if you are a podcaster or maybe you're somebody who said to yourself you know what i want to start a podcast but i don't know what to do we have a company called next level podcast solutions and we help people grow and scale their podcast and make money as well. If that is something you're interested in, I'm happy to do a free call. It's totally free, 30 minutes. I'm not going to try to sell you on anything. My goal is just to add as much value as possible. And who knows, maybe we'll end up working together. And I promise no matter where you are in your budget, there is somewhere where we can help you. But if not, I'm happy to add value for free and uh, we'll go from there. Quick pivot, Kev. So I don't know if everyone knows this or not, but Kevin has recently started a new... Ah, uh, yes. Started a new. It's a podcast called Podcast Growth University. It's a fact. And it's a podcast specifically to help podcasters start, grow, and scale their podcasts just like we have done at Next Level University. Yeah. So if you are contemplating starting a podcast, it is really cool 
to be able to speak about your passions and help people from all over the world when there's 5 billion people on the internet. And so there's a couple of those people who could really use what you have to say. Um, This podcast, the most fulfilling part is the messages we get of the lives that we've changed. And that is possible for you as well. So you want to talk about starting from the beginning and believing in the long term. We just calculated the numbers. I believe there is a total of 21 listens, I believe, yeah, so we're far rolling for podcast in growth year. We're rolling in We are early. crushing it. Mm-hmm. Strong work, Kev. Uh, there's only three episodes out, but it is out. Um, strong work, Kev. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. And uh, there is no one I know on this planet who understands podcasting at a deeper level than Kevin Palmieri. And I will say that authentically. Um, and I know a lot of people but none of them can help you grow and scale and monetize your show like Kev can. I appreciate those kind words. I completely forgot about that when we were talking about what we were going to talk about. So thank you for that. Yes, it's on all the major (laughs) podcast platforms, YouTube, all that happy jazz. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who tuned in live. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.